Good morning. It is 11.30 a.m. I am CFRC's broadcast journalist, Christina Laurie, and you are listening to Kingston Currents here on CFRC 101.9 FM based in Kingston, Ontario. CFRC's news programming is brought to you by the Community Radio Fund of Canada under the Local Journalism Initiative, Queen's University Career Services, What'll I Wear at 732 Princess Street, and The Screening Room at ScreeningRoomKingston.com. In the next half hour, we will be discussing the upcoming fundraiser in support of maintaining the Skeleton Park Press, featuring an interview with Skeleton Park Arts Fest director Greg Tilson, and running through a number of updates from the City of Kingston, Downtown Kingston, Kingston Health Sciences Centers, and more. The Skeleton Press is in need of support, and the Skeleton Park Arts Fest team is launching their fundraising efforts with a concert featuring talented local artist Charlotte Cornfield and friends this Saturday, November 25th. The Skeleton Press is a quarterly paper serving the Skeleton Park neighborhood and surrounding area. I sat down with Greg Tilson, director of the Skeleton Park Arts Fest, to talk about the Skeleton Press and their fundraising efforts. I'm sitting down with Greg Tilson, Artistic Director of Skeleton Park Arts Fest, here today to talk about their upcoming fundraiser to support the Skeleton Press. So uh, welcome back to CFRC, Greg. Thanks so much for having me. Awesome. Well, for those who haven't had the pleasure of reading, I was wondering if you could tell us a bit about what folks can expect when they read the Skeleton Press and a bit about the background of the publication. Sure. So the Skeleton Press is a, a free neighborhood newspaper in the Skeleton Park area that is published by the Skeleton Park Arts Festival. Um, It it, uh, distributes over 6,000 issues on a quarterly basis to the surrounding neighborhood and downtown, and there's different distribution points, you know, Novel Idea, uh, Kingston Community Credit Union, Home-Based Housing, the Elm Cafe, like there's there's lots of spots to pick one up uh, in addition to the neighborhood receiving it door-to-door by Canada Post. But in answer to your question about, you know, what is it, um, it's it's kind of a unique publication in that it's mostly written just by people that live in the neighborhood. Fortunately, there's a lot of great writers in this neighborhood, um, also artists, illustrators, photographers. Um, you know, we're an arts neighborhood, an arts organization, so there's a lot of content about that and, and politics and neighborhood politics, but it's just a, a really fun way for um sharing ideas, sharing stories, and also just kind of presenting like uh, a broad and diverse perspective of of different people's voices in this area. Yeah, awesome. And getting right into the fundraising event, uh, which is what we're here to talk about today. I was wondering if you've fundraised specifically for the Skeleton Press before, or if this is a new initiative that's become a need recently. Yeah, thanks for that question. It It is in general a new need. And the reason is because this was a project that it was initiated um, back near the beginning of the pandemic. And so it was, um, like I said, a, a fun way to to uh, amplify the um, all of the different voices in the neighborhood, but also it was a way, a successful way of pivoting when we couldn't offer in-person programming. So now that we're back to in-person programming, um, the the funds are are now somewhat divided. Um, we also received additional funding during that time frame, um, as as many arts organizations had, just to 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 weather the storm of the pandemic. Um, however, it was so successful, and the neighborhood responded in just an incredibly supportive and positive way um that we you know we want to keep it going and so we're we're trying to you know find those new revenue streams without um you know resorting to ads because that seems to be something that neighborhoods value um without uh charging a a subscription fee 
And so we're trying to take um, an approach whereby uh, what the, the financial support that we're seeking, we're calling friends of the skeleton press. And that's people who are, you know, in that position financially, who can go on our charitable website through the skeletonparkartsfest.ca uh, uh, website and join up for monthly donations. So we're just, you know, so that the paper can continue to be written by and for the neighborhood, but also be, you know, supported financially uh, by that skeleton Park Arts Festival community. Mm -hmm, absolutely. And I was curious, I guess I have the inside scoop with broadcasting, but definitely none of the behind the scenes of a publication like the Skeleton Press. What are some of the costs of the paper that the funds will help cover? Yeah, I'm really glad you asked that. People will want to know where their, you know, where their money's going. And there's so many uh, important causes out there to support right now. Um, uh, but we, we, you know, we, we are finding there's uh, just a desire to support uh, a neighborhood newspaper, a community grassroots newspaper like this, um, especially at this time where, you know, our sources to um, um, this kind of media are, are definitely um, not as accessible as they used to be. And um, yeah, so we, uh, in terms of our budget and our expenses that we need help uh, covering with, with people's donations, the main expenses are, you know, the creatives, right? The writers, the illustrators, the photographers. We pay union rates for our writers and market rates for our illustrators and photographers. Um, you know, editors, uh, other staff uh, associated with the project, and then the the cost for printing um, and distributing. Uh, so we encounter uh, significant quarterly fees to print uh, over six thousand copies. And also, you know, expenses like Canada Post who deliver the paper door to door. Well, thank you for that background there. And getting yeah. into the fun part, the event coming up. Yeah. So the headliner for the afternoon is Charlotte Cornfield. I was wondering, mm -hmm. um, how did she get involved with this project? Yeah, she's, thank you. She's been, um, you know, uh, a supporter and, and uh, kind of a, a, a artist participant in the festival for years. You know, she she's kind of one of these back by popular demand artists you know she's performed at the festival we've hosted her many times in different venues around town and and she's she's done the matinee before and and you know the the matinee crowd especially the families they love her charlotte actually just had a baby she's probably bringing her baby <laughs> and so she uh we've written about her in the skeleton press you know she uh she has family just down the road in the county um yeah you know she's just she's just a, a friend of of the skeleton park community but also super popular you know like mm -hmm. her followers are are definitely on the rise you know she was covered in rolling stone she's she's touring all over the place less so now that she has a baby but yeah she's just i think she really um uh she's just so so such a lovely person and people in the skeleton park community really love her music so we thought it was a good fit yeah definitely that's gonna be awesome and i saw also uh it said and special guests would you like to share a bit about those performers or will that be a surprise for next saturday oh yeah well it's uh you know it's just basically um we want to warm up the stage for charlotte um you know we're in a the very fortunate position in terms of a fundraiser right where um a lot of the people that organize the festival and the newspaper uh are also in a band called the gertrudes oh yeah <laughs> myself so you know we're in that position where we're many of us are organizing the event anyway and 
Mo, our, our singers, our lead, one of our lead singers is, uh, you know, she, she's going to be emceeing, I think, you know, she usually emcees those concerts. And so, yeah, it's, it's the, the same old crowd that you see at these concerts a lot, but uh, it won't be long, you know, the, the doors are at 1.30, Saturday, November 25th. It's by donation, you know, pay what you can. Um, uh, and uh, the, the Gertrudes will play some, you know, a few tunes, probably closer to two. I, I, I really encourage people to come early because it'll fill up and it's a first come first serve policy. Um, and then Charlotte, you know, she'll go on shortly after that, after we've warmed up the stage for her. Um, but yeah, the thing that's cool about this campaign is people that are in a financial position that can donate monthly, you know, kind of so we can expect that for all future issues, that kind of ongoing revenue stream. We're going to give them the VIP treatment so uh, they'll be allowed to uh, come backstage and, uh, and, you know, we'll have catering and, and, uh, the, and we'll also acknowledge them on page two of the, the Skeldon Press Future Issues and, you know, include them at other events in that like VIP status. And it's just, it's just you know, we want to make people feel part of it and people that, that have the privilege to contribute in that way, we want them to, you know, be part of the, the social scene that is the Skeldon Press and that is the Skeldon Park Arts Festival. Yeah, amazing. Well, looking forward to November 25th. And I guess uh, just so our listeners, though, for those interested, it's pretty easy to stumble across a copy of the Skeleton Press, I think, here in Kingston. Uh, but if you can't wait, you can, I believe you can look at past issues on skeletonpartartsfest.ca. There's, we, we often, as, uh, as I think you noted before we started the interview, there are often a few copies at CFRC radio. That's true. You can stop by <laughs> on campus. Union Gallery often carries it. Um, but yeah, maybe for, for students that are listening, um, if you're downtown, like Novel ID usually has a big stack of the papers and again, quarterly. So we just published our fall issue and uh, hopefully if all this goes well with fundraising, you'll see a winter issue and spring issue as well. Good stuff. And uh, are there any other places folks should be aware of to keep up with SPAP and uh, support all the wonderful things you do? Yeah, thanks. I think, um, you know, the, the newspaper is a source of information and um, our web site, Skeleton Park Arts Fest that you that you mentioned, and there's an opportunity to donate on that site. And, um, you know, our socials, of course, Facebook and Instagram. And, and um, you know, I think for, for students, especially that are new to town, um, we're just north of downtown. McBurney Park is another name for Skeleton Park. And, you know, we just had a big Halloween parade there. There'll be another one of those at Easter. And, uh, you know, next church, 89 Colburn Street is just around the corner from the park. And so, yeah, it's it's a pretty welcoming neighborhood. And, and I hope people that are new to Queens and new to Kingston can can connect with us in the future. Once again, that was Greg Tilson, director of the Skeleton Park Arts Fest, on the upcoming fundraising concert this Saturday to support the Skeleton Press. Be sure to attend on Saturday at Next Church, that's 89 Colburn Street. Doors open at 1.30 p.m. with music kicking off at 2 p.m. and entry by donation. Before we get into more headlines, I'm going to throw it to Chloe Paris with your CFRC weather and traffic report for Thursday, November 23rd. This is Chloe Paris coming in with your Thursday morning CFRC weather and traffic report. For weather today, expect it to be mostly cloudy with a high of plus 5 and winds coming in from the west at 20 kilometers per hour. 
For weather this evening, it will remain cloudy with a 30% chance of rain showers and a low of minus 4. For your weekly traffic report, to start us off here, we have a few road closures to look out for this week. For Brass Point Bridge, Parks Canada would like to advise the public of a bridge closure at the Brass Point Swing and Fixed Bridges until November 24th inclusive. The bridges are closed to vehicles and pedestrians and detours will be held in place of the closure. Henderson Boulevard from Chelsea to Renda will be closed from November 22nd from 9am to 3pm for the installation of a transit shelter. Market Street from Ontario to King is closed on November 24th at 8am to November 25th at 2am for the Veneer Cub Fan Fest presented by Queen's University. Queen Mary Road from Notch Hill to Greenview is still closed for the Utilities Kingston NETS project. Finally, University Avenue from Union to Earl is still closed until December 22nd for the removal of debris from the demolition and concrete deliveries at the Queen's John Dutch University Centre project. In other delays, Bath Road at Queen Mary expect delays for the Utilities Kingston NETS project. Bay Ridge Drive, Woodbrine to Cataraqui Woods expect delays until November 30th for Phase 1 of the Bay Ridge Drive cycling and pedestrian improvements. Princess Street, Collins Bay to Bay Ridge, expect delays until November 30th for the construction of new sidewalks and traffic signals along Princess Street. Please note that one lane of traffic will be maintained in each direction of all times on Princess Street. Westbrook Road, Princess to Windermere, expect delays until November 24th for the construction of new sidewalks and road habilitation. Onto sidewalk and pathways. Rideau Trail, Queen Mary to Parkway is closed for crews to replace the sanitary main, install shoring, and build a new gravel pathway. And that wraps up your weather and traffic report for Thursday, November 23rd. Now I'm throwing it back to Christina with your local news headlines. Thank you, Chloe. In a message from KFLNA Public Health, there has been an alarming increase in tooth decay among school-aged children in the KFLNA region. Recent data shows a concerning increase in tooth decay among school-aged children. KFLNA Public Health's school dental screening results from last year show that 40% of children in senior kindergarten have experienced tooth decay. This is an increase of 60% since 2019. Dr. Jennifer Archibald, pediatric dentist in Kingston, states, quote, local dentists are seeing firsthand the dramatic increase in severe tooth decay among children and youth. Untreated tooth decay can significantly impact children's health and well-being, and many children experience dental pain while waiting for dental treatment. This can affect all aspects of their lives, including the foods they are able to eat, their quality of sleep, focus at school, and overall enjoyment of daily activities." End quote. Tooth decay is painful and can lead to serious infection if left untreated. There are many actions that can be taken to improve oral health in our community. Dr. Oglazeb, Medical Officer of Health at KFLNA Public Health states, Quote, tooth decay is a complex problem and we need several layers of prevention. It is important to take care of children's teeth by helping them brush their teeth twice a day, floss every day, and limit sugary drinks. Regular visits to the dentist are another important action to take, end quote. Municipal water in the KFLNA region does not have optimal levels of fluoride, which puts residents at higher risk of tooth decay. Community water fluoridation is an additional layer of prevention that helps limit tooth decay. This layer of prevention doesn't require action by individuals and benefits everyone. KFLNA Public Health offers dental services and education to promote oral health in our region. 
Dental hygienists visit elementary schools to provide dental screening, which is mandated across Ontario. KFLNA Public Health also offers fluoride varnish and education in schools and community clinics. There is funding available to help families with the cost of taking their child to the dentist. Families can contact KFLNA Public Health's dental team for help accessing dental care. Healthy Smiles Ontario, HSO, provides free dental care for eligible children 17 years of age and under. Children with urgent dental needs can receive one year of free dental treatment if families are unable to pay, even if they don't qualify for ongoing HSO services. For children under 12 years of age, the Canada Dental Benefit provides tax-free payment based on income for families without any existing dental coverage. KFLNA Public Health offers a dental hygiene clinic for children 17 years of age and under whose families are unable to pay. At this clinic, dental hygienists offer cleaning and fluoride treatments. For more information about these programs, please contact the KFLNA Public Health Dental Team at 613-549-1232, extension 1218, or visit kflaph.ca slash prevent tooth decay. Thinking about Christmas shopping? The Kingston Symphony Volunteers All Things Christmas Gifts and Arts Sale can help. Coming up this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, the Kingston Symphony Volunteers will be hosting their All Things Christmas Gifts and Arts Sale. You'll find things like jewelry, candles, and decorations in great condition. They also have a selection of original paintings and good reproductions, artisanal pottery, and woodworking gifts. The Kingston Symphony Warehouse has been transformed into a veritable winter wonderland. The shelves are fully stocked and there's a little something for everybody, and you can visit them starting Friday, November 24th at 4 p.m. The All Things Christmas Gifts and Art Sale is a fundraising event by the Kingston Symphony volunteers in support of the Kingston Symphony. Once again, you can get some Christmas shopping done and support the Kingston Symphony at the Kingston Symphony Warehouse, that's 785 Sir John A. Macdonald Boulevard, Unit 7A, on Friday, November 24th from 4 to 8 p.m., Saturday, November 25th from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m., and Sunday, November 26th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. In a message from downtown Kingston, Kingston's holiday season is officially underway as thousands of people gathered downtown for Saturday's Nighttime Santa Parade, making it one of the most well-attended parades in over a decade. Sandy Griffiths, events coordinator at the downtown Kingston Business Improvement Area, the organization that produced the parade, states, quote, the crowd was massive. Our participants put in so much effort into their entries and it's nice to see them appreciated by so many people, end quote. The nearly two-hour procession featured an impressive array of festive floats, marching bands, dance, and gymnastic troops, service animals, and so much more. Following the parade, the festivities continued in Springer Market Square, where thousands gathered to witness Santa illuminate the towering holiday tree. In the wake of the parade, the parade marshals, consisting of dedicated BIA staff and volunteers, selected a distinguished shortlist of participants deserving of an honorable mention. This year's recipients are Breast Cancer Action Kingston, Tiny Hoppers Kingston West, Lakeside Pools Kingston, and Novelists. For Griffiths, the overwhelming success of Saturday's Nighttime Santa Parade and tree lighting speaks to the city's vibrant community spirit and the special place Kingstonians hold for the jolly old elf himself. Utilities Kingston Home Heating Week is next week, November 27th to December 1st. Join Utilities Kingston during Home Heating Week on November 27th to December 1st. Get expert tips, tricks, and ideas to keep your home comfortable and energy efficient during the colder months, while managing your heating costs all winter long. Plus, you can enter a draw for a Google Nest Smart Thermostat. Over 60% of your annual energy costs go towards heating your home, so it's worth heating it as efficiently as possible. Caro Casista, Conservation Coordinator for Utilities Kingston states, quote, by supporting our customers and making their homes more energy efficient and better managing their utility bills, we're working together to take climate action and reduce our community's carbon footprint, end quote. During Home Heating Week, Utilities Kingston customers are invited to complete an online home heating quiz and be entered into a draw to win a programmable Google Nest Smart Thermostat. The contest is open from November 27th to December 8th. Contest rules and information and the online home heating quiz will be available at Utilities 
UtilitiesKingston.com starting on November 27th. You can follow Utilities Kingston on X at Utilities Kingston and Facebook at Utilities Kingston to get the daily home heating tip from November 27th to December 1st. If you'd like to speak one-on-one with an energy advisor, Utilities Kingston's conservation expert is holding a home heating week office hours on November 29th from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. You can participate in person at 85 Lappins Lane to get practical tips and advice for heating your home this winter. Alternatively, call 613-546-1181 and dial extension 2765 to speak to your Utilities Kingston energy expert. Consider the following tips to help you manage your utility bill. Air leaks account for the largest amount of heat loss from your home. Seal leaks around tight fixtures, windows, exterior doors, attic hatches, pipe, and wire entrances. Wood burning fireplaces, electrical outlets, and ceiling fans. Avoid having your thermostat in a room with a fireplace. Keep warm air registers, baseboard heaters, and radiators clean and unblocked. Insulate heating ducts that travel through unheated areas of your home to prevent heat loss. Set the furnace fan switch on automatic instead of on or continuous. Clean or replace the furnace filter frequently to keep your furnace operating efficiently. When buying a new furnace, look for the most energy efficient model you can find. Have a licensed HVAC professional service. Have a licensed HVAC professional service your furnace yearly to ensure it is operating at maximum efficiency. In the winter, set the thermostat to 20 degrees Celsius when you are home and 18 degrees Celsius overnight and when away. You can visit utilitieskingston.com for the following information. Utilities Kingston Smart Thermostat Rebate Program, Energy Saving Rebates and Incentives, Conservation Tips, Other Ways to Manage Your Utility Bill, and Contest Rules for the Google Nest Smart Thermostat Draw. For more information, you can call 613-546-1181 and ask a customer service representative to speak with conservation, or email conservation at utilitieskingston.com. Nominations are now open for the Kingston Health Sciences Center's Exceptional Healer Awards. If a healthcare provider at KHSC has provided you or a loved one with excellent patient and family-centered care, now is your chance to nominate them for an Exceptional Healer Award. This award is presented to healthcare professionals at KHSC each year who demonstrate the core concepts of patient and family-centered care in exceptional ways while providing direct care. Launched in 2017, the award is a Patient and Family Advisory Council initiative. Patty Cox, co-chair of the KHSC, Family Advisory Council states, each year, the award recognizes excellence by a physician, nurse, and or allied health professional at KHSC who demonstrates the core concepts of dignity and respect, information sharing, participation, and collaboration, end quote. The deadline to submit nominations is Monday, March 4th, 2024. Nomination forms are available online at kingstonhsc.ca slash news. In a message from the City of Kingston, household hazardous waste facilities will close for the season. The last drop-off days for the year at the Household Hazardous Waste Facility at the Kingston Area Recycling Center, 196 Lappins Lane, will be Saturday, November 25th and Thursday, November 30th. Before heading out to the waste facility, check your household for hazardous items like pesticides, batteries, solvents, pool chemicals, removers or strippers, paint, paint thinners, oven cleaners, bleach, or antifreeze. See a full list at cityofkingston.ca slash hhw. Also be sure to bring proof of residence. The city reports on households that visit the facility from Kingston as well as from adjacent municipalities. Proof of residency is required upon delivery of household hazardous waste. Never put hazardous waste in the garbage or down the drain. Look for warning labels and instructions on products and handle any potentially hazardous materials with care. Do not mix hazardous materials and, when possible, bring items in their original containers. Once again, for more information, visit cityofkingston.ca hhw. Kingston Transit launches new online pass renewal portal. Just last week, Kingston Transit launched a new online pass renewal portal that allows riders to renew most Kingston Transit reloadable bus passes online in real time. 
Riders can log into mykingstontransit.ca, upload the number associated with their existing Kingston Transit bus pass, personal details, and credit card information to the portal. Riders can renew monthly or weekly passes or add funds to multi-ride cards. As part of the new portal, riders will also be able to add more than one card to the portal. This allows a parent or guardian to add funds to a youth or senior card. Riders will also have the option to enable an auto-renewal feature to ensure their bus passes are up to date. Questions about the new pass renewal portal or anything else related to Kingston Transit can be sent to contact us at cityofkingston.ca or by calling 613-546-0000. That is all things current in Kingston for this week. Thank you for listening to CFRC's local news programming, brought to you by the generous support of the Community Radio Fund of Canada under the Local Journalism Initiative, Queen's University Career Services, What a Lie Wear at 732 Princess Street, and The Screening Room at ScreeningRoomKingston.com. To hear more from CFRC's news team, be sure to tune in at 5pm tomorrow for Today in YGK, or head to our podcast network at podcast.cfrc.ca. Be sure to stay tuned for more CFRC programming coming up next. What'll I Wear offers the best in vintage, funky, one-of-a-kind treasures, clothing, accessories, and a fabulous selection of jewels, vintage and new. Find the cutest purse, the most dashing of hats, and sunglasses. Everything to complete your individual look. What'll I Wear has it all. They can dress you from top to bottom. Find your new fashion fave at What'll I Wear at 732 Princess Street in Kingston. Visit their new location and follow them on Facebook to keep up to date with what's in store at What'll I Wear.